Brennan, what is going on? I'm here on a football Tuesday as we do. And uh, we have a lot to get to. Yep. How are you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. I'm on injured reserve right now. Not not feeling so hot. Yeah, Brendan's yeah. on the pup list, but we're going to push through. Yeah. Got a little food poisoning, but I'm going to be all right. Uh, so we're going to do the same thing we do every week. We're going to get into the kickoffs. We're going to talk about some of the big things in NFL, uh, our three big games of the week, and then our one more round to talk about a couple other ones. Uh, got Brian's bets. Brian had a good week last week, guys. Yep. Making money. Making money. He's back. Uh, and then we had uh, a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the NBA as NBA uh, had media day yesterday. A lot of news has been happening that we have not gotten to, but now we'll get to because they have resolutions. Um, NCAA, I got a major, I got an epic rant for the NCAA. Um, and then we got some quick hits. We're going to introduce a new segment called Two Cold Dead Minutes." Uh, you'll see why it's called that shortly when we get to it. Um, and then I have a walk-off. Joe first, has a walk-off. First time, long time. I have a walk-off. Well, without any further ado, let's get to it. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Oh, here we go. Uh, I'll tell you what, Al. This was uh, quite a weekend for football. I'll tell you what, Al. Uh, Brennan. Now, last week, I feel like you weren't. I feel like you weren't ready to hop aboard the tour train. Still not. Still not. No. Did you see the disparity in time of possession and yards and plays? And did you see the disparity in who won? Oh, God. (laughs) It's not all about winning, Joe. It's all about winning. That's what I like doing. I like to win. I don't like losing. We're talking about Buffalo at Miami, uh, the Ke- the famous, now infamous Ken Dorsey game. Uh, oh, man. Did Look, you watch that? Of course I did. Dude, Ken he Dorsey, lost I was say, his he, mind. He, his reaction was me after the Hurricanes lost the day before. Oh, yeah. To, what was that? Blue Middle Mountain Tennessee. State? We'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, um, the Blue Raiders. Don't make them Blue Mountain State. Settle down. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Brent, Denver still hasn't figured out how... Uh, Denver. But... Denver, Jesus fucking Christ. Fire everybody. Can't watch that. Fire everybody. Um, (laughs) I was going to say that better not be on the (laughs) run. No, no. I'm just going to randomly give. uh, How can a guy be allowed to coach when he has to get somebody to babysit him coaching? (laughs) The fact that he's so open about it, too. No, we hired somebody for analytics. We, We got a Ravens coach out of retirement for analytics and game management. Like what? Isn't that your job, sir? That's the. Um, Yeah. The, that's the responsibility of the head coach. Uh, but no, sorry. The Bills still have not figured out how to run the ball, Brennan. Yeah. Devin Singletary went off, but it was mainly a passing uh, or a receiving night for him. Uh, so, Brennan, what, what were your thoughts on this game? 19. All right. So, a couple of things. 19-21. Yes. Yes. Um, final score, Bills 19, Dolphins 21 in Miami. Couple of things. Uh, the Bills obviously have a lot of injuries in their defensive backfield. Yes, um, this is why I picked the Dolphins to win this game. Both starting safeties are out. Uh, one Micah of their, Hyde is out for the rest of the year. Yeah, I know. I can't believe that. That sucks. They had a There's, corner out because uh, there was a devastating injury last week. I believe he where he landed on his neck or something. Yeah, that was the one where he got rolled up in his yeah. neck. So, couple of things. Uh, Buffalo's the better team on. If you look at everything but the final score, as dumb as that sounds, Buffalo was the better <laughs> team. 
They doubled up time of possession uh, by like 41 minutes. Well, I, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What does time of possession, does that add to wins? Miami Miami does. had time of possession over Middle Tennessee, and we still got our asses handed to him. Time of possession so it, just means you have the ball. statistic. Since, I think it was, I heard this on a podcast, since 1980, the teams that have... Uh, more than double I don't time of possession of their opponent. No, I'm because, just saying. Okay. And has have had 450 plus yards of total offense versus their opponent having 250 or less total yards of are like 37 and 0 and 2 or something. Okay. Now it's 37 1 and 2, but I'm going to say 37 of those probably were before the passing explosion. Yeah. Yeah, that's, probably I was, right. that's what I'm going to that's what I was going to say. You know, what? I feel like I want to distance this stat cuz it went back too far. <laughs> so what I am going to say, and I think you'll agree with me, and if not, I think you're an insane person. Buffalo against Miami wins twenty or 19 out of 20 times. Not no. 9 out of 10, 19 out of 20. No. You honestly think Miami's a good enough team to hang with Buffalo? They just hung with them. I know, but that's like saying, oh, uh, Middle Tennessee State now needs to be in the ACC because they just beat Miami. Like, that's one oh, game. That, that's like saying, game that's like saying after Appalachian State lose, uh, beats Michigan, oh, uh, yeah, this is just a one-off. No, they do it every five years. They do it every yeah. three years. I don't. Okay. Let's. Okay. They play in the They should have beat North They're Carolina this division. year. And then they went and beat uh, fucking uh, Marshall beat Notre Dame. And then they went beating Texas A&M. Texas A&M, a top five team. They play again later this year because they're in the same division they'll yes. play in the playoffs if they both make it buffalo will not let the, the jags beat buffalo last year and when okay. everyone was predicting them to go to the super bowl exactly like, and they went to the afc championship and i think the jags the won't lose t- t- 19 out of 20 times this is the nfl is any given sunday i think yeah, there's more right. variance I, think I just talked than myself I, I just talked myself out of <laughs> more variance than that no you're right i just i'm not a big believer in tua i don't like and i've talked about this before i don't like this whole like oh we'll just get two really fast guys and then we'll just run i don't it down know why field. you're opposed to that because it's like those guys are gonna get hurt they're both they're both 180 pounds like they're I, gonna get hurt that is we'll get we'll get to just people predicting people getting. Oh no, actually, I don't have it on the rundown. That's like when people said, "Oh, uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson is just going to get hurt." They're just wishing. I never it said into that. Existence. I I said people, Kyler will. People but won't not Lamar. just automatically get hurt. Like if uh, if I well, if it's I the NFL, so they're more likely to get. You're hurt more likely. Than not. You're more apt to get hurt than anything. But we saw Justin Herbert get hurt in the pocket yeah, last right. week. Or you're more you're more likely the to big get mountain hurt of a man that's never there. yeah that's never going to get hurt because he's six six two thirty. You're more likely to get hurt standing statuesque than if you're actually running and moving because you're a sitting target. So you can't just automatic. Jalen Water went all of last season without getting hurt. I love, to I say, love that dance too. By the uh, way, it's it's great. Tyreek Hill rarely got hurt in his time in Kansas City. Never missed any long length of time. To just assume that they're eventually going to get hurt. Okay, but when they don't, then what are you going to say? Then they're going to get say, hurt next year. <laughs> Miami Miami has got some speedsters out there. No, I just, I don't believe in Miami because I I don't know. I just, you're right. It's the you don't want to believe in a black coach. All it's all. What? Good. What? You don't want to believe in a black coach. I've said the Steelers are very good for the last <laughs> 10 years. Don't even start with me. Um, no, I just, I don't know. Buffalo, it seemed like this was their time. I was so happy for Devin Singletary and then like Josh Allen. The thing too is I always root for an underdog and this might sound weird, but 
When Buffalo, Josh Allen was, who everyone has predicted to win but, the Super Bowl this year. But when Josh Allen was drafted after that first year, everyone said he's a bust. Yeah. He's overrated. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make it. Very and then he did, a, he did a Trevor Lawrence and then came out the he next couple years. He did it in his third years. year. Trevor actually did it faster than him. Yeah, we'll that's get true. to that so, soon. Yeah, so he came out and everyone the second year was like, nope, can't win with him, can't win with him. And then by his third year, everyone's like, this guy's an all pro. And I like to see, I don't know, I just like that progression. Like Tua came out, he was this huge top pick, and everyone thought he was going to be that game huge changer. Huge top and pick, then, but he, he he was literally coming off of a hip surgery. Coming off of a what? what? Hip an surgery. Injury? Injuries? Yes. Because Tua gets injured. What did you think about the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> concussion, <laughs> not concussion? What did you think it about that? It was a back injury. Is that what you're going with I'm that? full propagandist now. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> that dude's head was ringing. Oh uh, no! Uh, They're like, no, he was wobbling because it was his back. His back I controls think, everything. I think. Uh, I don't know what to think, but I said uh, this came up in my group chat the other day because the NFL PA is going to look into it and whatnot. And I was like, look, he obviously cleared whatever he needed to clear, and it's not only the team's uh, protocol that he needs There's to clear. An There's an independent doctor, yeah. arbitrator there, or doctor there uh in, independent specialist on every sideline in every booth to point out people he missed a couple of he missed a series um after that and the game went to half 30 minutes to get avowed and everything they brought him back out if they're gonna clear him to go play i'll send you i'll send you this uh this thing i sent them because will mallory last week uh tied in for the hurricanes got Got flipped and landed on his neck. Ooh. Missed two plays and was back in the game. Hasn't missed a snap since. Can't mess with those canes, man. Played, played, played against Middle Tennessee when we got our asses whipped. I'll be mentioning that all show, by the way. But um, I've, I've, there was a time where I was like, okay, I'm out on football. I, I explained that. I remember I was here. With I you was when that a, no, 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 no. This is way before I even met you. Oh. Um, but I somewhere in there, I've made the more. I, I feel like we've all made the morality choice. We all know the risks. We've all assessed it. And if they're gonna put him back out there, and the players, I feel like now the player has more agency to say, "Hey, I'm not going out." But if two yeah. is gonna willingly go back out there, then hey. He went out more there and delivered to a strike a to Jalen Waddle, Brandon. How you feel about that? I was disappointed. I thought Buffalo <laughs> was going to win this game, but this was a this was a week of upsets. So, but uh, I mean, I, th- I don't think we can get out of here without saying the uh, home field advantage definitely played a factor into. Oh this yeah, game. the heat is insane. Um, but but as I was saying, as people were uh, getting upset in my group chat, I was saying, hey, when they go to Buffalo at the end of the year and it's two degrees and like, it's snowing, yeah, like that's what a home field advantage is about. Do we yeah. want to all play in domes in an antiseptic environment? The elements Why aren't part of the game. Why don't they flip it? Why don't they flip it? I wonder. Playing Buffalo earlier in the year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just I heard somebody say. Uh, well, I heard somebody say the NFL does that on purpose so they can get as dumb the as this sounds. So they can. Well, not only that, but the, so they can get traction out of the. Uh, oh, you know the weather in September in the South. Like they actually. Mm think it gets more play as far as talking points and stuff, which I don't know. But yeah. I played football in Florida my entire life, so I I wouldn't even un- begin to understand what it's like to not play in 90% humidity. 
Yeah, I look. I've ran around in it forever. I go back now, and I want to pull my head you, off. I was gonna say, <laughs> when you go back, are you like? Because oh, I'm yeah. in New York now, but it's so humid. It's still the East Coast. It's so pretty humid up here. So it's like I'm not. It's not that different. Last when, time in I was in Florida in the summer, it was like uh, we were. I was on tour with the artist I was working with, and she was on. It was like a uh, East Coast tour. So by the end of it, like mid September. We were in Broward in South Florida. Oh, Holy God. shit. I wanted to pull my I wanted to die. I was I so remember hot. for the listeners. I remember And I have hair when, now. So we were play, yeah, that's true. We were playing in the New Orleans Bowl and it was a December twenty third game or December yeah, December twenty third. And I remember walking out because we left the week before. So I remember walking out like December thirteenth, walking out onto the field to do practice. And putting my helmet on and looking at the big thermometer and it said 96 degrees. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what, <laughs> what are is, we doing? This it's for? December. <laughs> All right. But uh, any any last thoughts? Uh, I can't. I don't think we can walk out of here without saying. Uh, Tua is not a gamer. Tua is not. What? Tua is overrated. He, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was Tua say, might I be think, better than I thought he was. I don't think we can walk out of here without saying the, uh, the butt punt. One of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. hilarious. That was, that was pretty good. Huge shout um, out Ken Dorsey. Huge shout out Ken Dorsey. Uh, okay, question. Like me, did you think that he broke that camera? Or no, were think, you aware that somebody put their hand over it no, at the I, last I, second? Someone put their hand over it. Okay. I know, I, I know now somebody put their hand, but in the moment as it was happening, I was like, he just oh, smashed everything and that camera was a casualty. <laughs> I've seen it so many times that now I can't differentiate between my first thought and my recent thought. Oh, okay. Because maybe when I first, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe when I first watched it, maybe I did think like, holy shit, that dude just broke that camera. I saw it like in lot because I was watching it in red zone live time and then like, it was, I think it was box screened. So it was like two screened and I was like, holy shit. I was like, Kenny just went off. Um, I call him Kenny, um, former quarterback for the Miami Hurricanes, who was robbed of a second national championship. By the way, Ohio State, never forgive you. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've I think we've said enough on this game. We can, you know, can, some people say never forget nine eleven, just as never forget two thousand two. I'm just saying, Miami Hurricanes priorities, right? Brennan. <laughs> Speaking of priorities, Brennan. Yes, your team should be three and zero. My team should be 3-0. Very good. I'm very happy you've accepted this. Uh, also, Dougie Fresh is a hell of a coach. Dougie Fresh, thank you for that. Um, so for those of you listening, we are talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars at the Los Angeles Chargers. Injured Justin Herbert, because, you know, mm. can't hang. Um, we came in and we put it on him. Put it on him. So when Dougie got hired, I was I was not even nervous. I just texted you immediately, and I was like, "What what's going on with this Doug Peterson situation?" Because I knew you'd have a an unbiased opinion because he did win you a Super Bowl, but he was also fired uh, from Philly. I still don't think like, he should have been fired, but yeah, because you were you very much were like, "No, he's he's a coach, man. He's, he's a hell a of a professional coach, professional football coach." It's insane how hyped Trevor Lawrence was, and last year looked very bad in most situations. And it's crazy how much coaching really does make a difference. Now we have a professional coach in there with a professional staff and Trevor Lawrence going from 12 in, uh, 12 touchdowns and 17 interceptions last year is on his way to like 30 touchdowns and like five picks this year. I mean, obviously, there'll, there'll be bad games in there and stuff like that, but I'm so excited for this team. James Robinson, everyone thought was going to be benched for ETN. 
and he's out there, you know, getting hundred yard games. Still, it's yeah. And Christian Kirk, I mean, despite what we all say Christian about Kirk, his crazy contract, yeah, it looks like he's worth it. I mean, he's scoring touchdowns. So yeah, I was about to say if if we're just going off uh, touchdowns and receptions. Um, I mean, he's not getting like huge yards, but I don't think that's what the offense wants to do. It wants to be balanced. It wants to have a nice balanced yep. attack. Um, but yeah, no, definitely you have a pro coach who, uh, look, as as we've been seeing Carson Wentz fumble around these last couple of years, you got to remember Doug Peterson had him looking like an MVP for yep. a good bit of a season. Um Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah, I was about to say the problem is Frank Wright got all the credit because Frank Wright was the OC and then the quarterback coach went to Minnesota to become an OC because, again, everybody wanted to give everyone the credit outside of Doug Peterson. But Frank Wright has done what in recent years with all the 10 quarterbacks he's handpicked and Doug Peterson at his first job back has Trevor Lawrence looking like an actual starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, this game, Not only that, but like a good starting quarterback. A very good starting quarterback. Um, I believe the Jags are top three as far as offensive production. Uh, yeah, DVOA were number two. Yeah, the Jags look like, a, they look like a real team, man. Are you happy? I'm stoked. And that defense. Defense looks amazing. Defense looks great. Getting um, after the quarterback. Getting into and and that's what I wanted to say. The the thing about this game that um the reason I feel like this is more of a litmus test was the first game against Washington. I was like, one, you guys should have won. But Washington's yeah. defense, I didn't, I didn't, and they have nothing. They're nothing without Chase Young, um, literally. And then the game two, who'd you guys beat last week again? Um. Damn, it was oh, another team. Yeah, beat the Colts. Yeah, Colts. The God, Colts look like a dumpster fire. They That's what I was gonna say. It was another team week. that we should. I was say they tied the week before with, and I picked you guys to win that game. Uh, should have picked you guys to win this game. I fucking knew I sent all my bets to you guys. I, I won. Knew I should have a lot um, of money. And then, but this game to me, the reason I was fearful a bit because I was like, even though Justin Herbert is banged up. The difference is they have a defense that we just saw hold uh, Patrick Mahomes under 30 points. So what yeah. What am I supposed to expect from the Jacksonville Jaguars? I so we're saying is- that Trevor Lawrence is better than Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. More highly touted coming out of high school. More highly touted coming out of college. Obviously, he's on trajectory to become the next Peyton Manning. I am actually stoked because we talk about this all the time, but very rarely... Do people who are that heavily recruited coming out of high school eventually translate into the NFL? Normally, it's, you know, the three-star guys or the guys who went to, you know, smaller schools. Do you know what I mean? Like, a lot yeah. of times are, like, transferred around because they they weren't even the solid starter at their own university. Those are the guys that end up making yeah, it a we've lot always, of the time. We've, uh, we've long said, or two years into the show, we've long said that um, the best quarterbacks usually come out of a small school because they have to work better. They have to work more yep. with less. So you and you have to understand you have to have a work ethic then, too, yeah. because you're not getting recruited by Alabama where you can just wake up and roll out and win, you know, seven, eight, ten games every season. So it's it, I'm super excited that the team is looking the way it is. 
especially just because <clears throat> how much shit the Jets, like everyone was like, oh, that 2017 season, that was an anomaly. Like the Jags have been guard. Because I'll talk to people. Well, I, and I understand that. But no I, one like, on that team is still here. <laughs> but like we were just talking about with Miami about how it's, it is the NFL. So it's like you can't always like, you know, last year beating Buffalo on their big playoff run and stuff like and then keeping the Colts out of the playoffs. <clears throat> I'm just because people will be like, oh, you're a Jags fan. They've sucked for like so long. And I'm like, we were just in the AFC championship like five years ago. And given it was a long time ago, but it's the same thing. Like you're a huge Eagles fan. It's like you guys just won a Super Bowl, you know, five years ago. But it's almost an entirely different team, different coach, a lot yeah. of different players. So yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, like and Philly, I would I have going to the Super Bowl. I, I, I put some money on that. I have Philly as one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFC. We'll get to that. So but it's one of those things where it's just like. It's the NFL, man, like everybody's pretty good. I'm stoked that the first round picks that we made, we didn't go on offensive line, which is dude, Neil. The the tackle out of Alabama looks so bad. So I am bad. so happy so bad. that we didn't take him because um, how the other Quanu guy looked. That's what I was gonna say. The uh, Quanu, I've, he he looks okay, but he's still not like he's not the starting left tackle like oh, everyone okay. thought he would be. So um, I'm I'm just very excited. Devin Lloyd had an interception. Devin Lloyd is in the top three as far as tackles per game every single week. Josh Allen had four hits on the quarterback, which, you know, no sacks, but that's what Dwayne Smoot is for. How's our guy doing? <clears throat> Trayvon? Yes. He had uh, one pass batted down and two tackles. So okay. not, not no sacks this week. Okay. No, but I mean, they're they're doubling. They're doubling him because not only is he as fast as Josh Allen, but he's much bigger and stronger than Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. So he's I. It's too early to say I was wrong, mm -hmm. but. Because we all saw what happened, what was that, last year, two years ago, when I apologized about the Baker thing way too prematurely. Way too prematurely. But Trayvon might be for real. And I, I'm so against taking stack guys out of the combine. Like, oh, well, their workout was great. It's like, yeah, everyone's workout is great. This is the NFL combine. Well, the thing is, if you put those people in the right position, I mean, again, at the end of the day. With the right coaching, so yeah. I was say, sometimes coaching accounts for something. Um, because he was able to produce at uh, Georgia in his role because he had a good coach in Kirby Smart. So you put him with, uh, I mean, I, who is y'all DC? I don't even know who y'all DC is. I don't know either. Not off the top of my head. I can find it for you though. So yeah, I mean, once you you put a pair him with an actual, I'm assuming it's going to be an actual game coach. Um, they're going to be able to produce. More. Oh yeah, it's Mike Caldwell. I knew that. Is he related to Kim Caldwell? Mike Caldwell. Never heard of him. Mike Caldwell. Uh, da, da, da. Came played the in Packers. the NFL. Packers. Came from the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. okay. I thought he was related to Jim. Uh, I don't, is he black? Yeah. Oh, I, I just looked at his past coaches. I was going to say he might be black. <laughs> He worked for Andy Reid, Todd Bowles, and Bruce Arians. I was just about to say, yeah, he might have been black. <laughs> yeah. You know how Dougie Fresh rolls, man? All four of those people, Doug, Dougie, Andy, and uh, and Bruce Arians, and Todd Bowles. <clears throat> but, yeah. God, Trevor Lawrence. I'm excited. You should be, buddy. You, you got yourself one. Um, before we get off this, I want to mention something. Um Brent, I don't think the Chargers are making the playoffs. 
Yeah, I had the Chargers at the beginning of the year. Uh, they speaking of injuries, we were talking about with Buffalo. That's what I'm about to read now. Rashawn Slater. Oh, quarterback. Yeah, go ahead. You got the list. Quarterback fractured rib cartilage. All pro center knee injury. All pro left tackle missed the rest of the season with a torn bicep. Number one receiver currently out with a hamstring strain. Top rat. Uh, top pass rusher has a groin injury. Top corner hasn't responded well from ankle surgery this off season. That's a litany. Yeah. That's JC, right? JC yeah. Jackson. Yes. Either God. JC or Chris Harris. That's insane. Yeah. But that's the NFL. I mean, you don't I had win the, the Super Bowl. You don't win the Super Bowl in the offseason. No, Rashawn Slater, and we've talked about him before. This is his third year, all pro after his rookie year. Um, that was the steal of that draft, and now he's out rest of the year. Imagine taking a guy, you think, oh, he could play right tackle. We'll probably have to plug him in as a guard. Then turns out to be your starting left tackle after training camp. God, how excited would you have to be? Uh, I'd be like, man, the guy we had that we thought was going to be our left tackle, he must suck. (laughs) Do you see, uh, speaking of left tackles, playing somewhere else, you see Jason Peters getting work last night? I did not watch a single frame of that game. Can I I say this? Uh, NFL. Start doing the flex for all the primetime games. All the primetime yes. games it's currently presented suck ass, all right? If I have to watch Russell Wilson in another primetime spot, oh I will pull my hair out. You've got 10 to 11? What is this, peewee? Yeah, last night was bad, too. Daniel Jones has got some wheels, though. He's gonna, he has to because... If what is the there. thing they do with Josh Allen? They call him Jaheim Allen? Yeah, me and Bomani. Bomani Jones called him that, and I took that. Bomani's going to have to start calling Damian Jones or something. I was about to say, we, there was a name for Daniel Jones, because, but the problem is he's too dang goofy. Yeah, he's so goofy. He's like, not cool. Like, the, Josh Allen at least is cool. Yeah. No, not even that. Just goofy in the sense, like, there was a few years back where... Daniel Jones breaks off an 80 yard run. He ran the, the length Eagles, of the field and then fumbled. And the ball. then, like, no, he just trips on his own two feet, like five That's yards away That's from the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so goofy. I thought he fumbled for some reason. No, he just fall, <laughs> fell on his face. And I think they ended Chargers. up getting like a field goal. <laughs> they didn't yeah. get a Chargers not making the playoffs. You heard it here first, folks. I believe I had that a while ago. Brandon, can you tell me if the Green Bay Packers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are good? I can't. I have no idea. I So I watched a lot of this game. I was at work and it was kind of slow, so I was just posted up by the bar watching this game. There are some throws where you're like, geez, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, here we go. And then there's some plays where you're like, what the fuck are we doing here, people? The Packers have this weird thing where, like, they come out of a game and they look like, Dominant. This is this is like the third or fourth time I've seen this happen where I'm like, oh man, they are here. Like they're about to like put it on them. 14 points in the first quarter or first half. And then they can't get nothing going the rest of the game. Yeah, 14 points the whole <laughs> the whole game. I'm like, wait. I, I was getting ready to text my boys, like, oh man, they are running all through. Yeah, they ended up with like 60 yards total rushing. Like Rodgers just kind of navigated the rest of the way, just a bunch of three and outs. And it's like, what? damn, like, what? How did that happen? (laughs) This is uh, this was a disappointing game. I saw a really funny meme. I didn't think the two old guys were going to like light the world on fire, but. But I thought they were going to do something. It was Tom Brady at the press conference and someone had written above it. 
This is what it looks like if you try to draw Kevin Bacon from memory. Because Duh, looks like I did so see skinny that. Now. That's very funny. Um, yeah, this game was, like you said, it was 14-3 going into halftime, and you thought, here we go, Green Bay's going to put it on them, and then they didn't. Tom Brady threw 42 times, only 271 yards and one touchdown. Am like, I that's crazy? Is that the third week in a row the Bucks have got had only three at the half? No, that sounds right. They had six. No, no, they had 12. Six, tw- they had 12 all field goals at the first half of uh, the Dallas Cowboys game. Yeah, in the New Orleans game, it was just three. It was and then, three. Yeah, it was 3-3, it was three, three, and then this one, it was three. 12, yeah. So it's all field goals. They can't get the, the, they can't get the offense going. Um... So that makes it more interesting because those first two games, they didn't have the excuse of everybody, all their receivers are hurt. Because everybody was there for the first two games. Um, I, man, did I say it last week? I think I said it last week. I think Brady's, I think he can, he He did say it. He can summon up a final drive in the way that he did this week, you know, get a touchdown. Which shouldn't have been a touchdown. Should have been a five-yard penalty delay a game. Then they got the delay a game on the two-point conversion, which they ended up missing. Um, he can summon that up, but only in so many spots. I don't think. I don't think the team is. They're going to make the playoffs because their defense is too good not to. That defense is insane. I would say their defense is far too good not to, but I don't think they're going to make an actual dent. I. I don't they're de- because the problem is their rushing game is awful. Yeah. Because of all the injuries across the offensive line, their running game is putrid. So they can't make inroads that way. Yeah, I agree. It's they they're not they don't have the offensive line. We saw with the retirements and injuries coming into this year, you know, Brady's getting sacked three times. He's also the backups. Got they have backups. Yeah, he's uh, he's. I think they said his time of uh, possession or time before release, whatever it is, the time it takes for him to throw the ball is like one point eight seconds. Yeah, exactly. Because his offense, yeah, because his offensive line is so bad, he's actually getting rid of the ball faster than he ever has because he has to. And if you're gonna do that, you're gonna have games where you're getting thirty-one completions but only two hundred yards because you're not. You can't see down the field. You I'm shocked he made quick. over two hundred yards because this is the first time he's gotten past two fifty for the season. Yeah, which is also crazy to think about. Tom Brady not throwing three hundred yards a game. I would say he's only had. We're three games into the season. Tom Brady has three touchdowns to one interception. Would you like to know how many Trevor Lawrence has? A lot to a lot more now. I'll tell you that one. Would you Trevor like to know how, six touchdowns? Do you, would you like to know how much uh, Jalen Hurts has total touchdowns? Because it's just not passing. Yeah, phenomenal. What does Jalen Hurts have? I was like, actually, you know, you know. Let me do you one better. Do you know what team has the most touchdowns? Six touchdowns, one pick for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm going to say the Philadelphia Eagles because you set it up that way. No, I did not because I want to just randomly talk about the Baltimore Ravens because. Uh, Lamar Jackson has accounted for 12 total touchdowns. Get out of here. Himself. The entire league. He has more touchdowns than every other team. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. Won an MVP. Just saying. We keep, putting glory, we keep putting glory boy on a pedestal when we have 
The second coming right there. We got the second coming right in front of us, and nobody wants to. Because he's black. Because the color of his skin, no one wants to give him the credit he's deserved. Hey, Michael Vick was one of the most accredited. Brady, you got this one. Oh, Kansas at Indy. Yes. Um, Indianapolis wins this game. It was a must win for Indianapolis. They had to win it. They can't start 0-3. Um, you mean 0-2-1? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah well, <laughs> um, I actually bet this game pretty heavy on the Colts because I was like, right. they, have, they have to win this game. And it's the NFL, so everyone's good. There's no... It's not like fucking... The... It's not like college where you go up against an FCS school as Alabama and you blow them out by 60 points. Anyone can beat anyone. Any given Sunday, we've already talked about that at length, at nauseum. Uh, Patrick Mahomes looked okay. Didn't look like you his normal mischaracterizing on this game. Am I? Yes, because this game goes a lot different if there's not the uh, special team snafus that uh, fall, yeah, that cool. a miss punt, miss punt, miss kick, a terrible punt, and then a... I don't think that the fake punt, fake field goal was supposed to be a fake oh, field yeah. goal. I think that it was, wasn't. Yeah, so uh, they had a couple snafus there. Didn't watch a lot of this game. Team. I don't know if you could catch that. Well, I mean, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> the special teams. When people say you know kickers and and holders and snappers aren't real players, axe teams that lose because of kickers, holders, and snappers. Yep, <laughs> it's a lot. Is a you better ask somebody. It's frustrating, but. Yeah, you definitely want to get those things uh, working properly. So, but yeah. One more round. Oh, Brennan, I was about to pull my hair out because I was like, damn, the same you way. You your hair this week. I know. Just been yanking at it. The same way I was saying, oh, man, I should have put the Jags down in our uh, season-long pick em. I was like. I was there was like three games I was waffling back and forth, and the first one was the Jags game. The second one was the Detroit Minnesota game because I was like, I just saw what the Eagles did to Detroit. I mean, the Eagles. Well, we did do it to Detroit, but I just saw what the Eagles did to the Vikings, and I saw what the Lions were able to do in all three of their games. They are able to put up points. The Lions. I I don't know. Did it continue? No, they didn't score in the fourth quarter. They had the longest active. Uh, score per, per quarter streak going into this game and extended it in the middle of this game and they couldn't get anything in the fourth. But yeah, I think their offense is something. They have an offense now. They got they got guys. They got Detroit weapons. Does. Detroit does. And and not to forget, they have the best Alabama receiver who's currently uh, still good, working on that injury. So once he comes back, this offense is going to look even more potent potentially. So the Lions are definitely a team that should be feared. Um, their defensive work has gotten a lot of work. They still need to bolster their secondary. Um, they, I tell you right now, they missed the fuck out of Darius Slay. Uh, yep. But Kirk Cousin was able to pull it out in the end, getting a touch, late touchdown to KJ Osborne, former Miami Hurricane, by the way, of Buffalo. Um, so yeah. Uh, the Vikings won. The Vikings are two and one. The Vikings have a legitimate um, threat to win the NFC North. Dalvin Cook is out. Uh, that is a great point. So they are definitely not going to win the NFC North. <laughs> but they were able to get away with this game. Um, 
So, yeah. One more round. All right, I got the Raiders at Tennessee. So the Raiders should be 3-0 and if should be a couple of balls bounce their way. Unbelievable. They're calling for Josh McDaniels ahead. Already um, had a closed-door meeting with the owner. Josh yeah, McDaniels might not be a good coach. 5-20 yeah. and 20 in his last uh, 20 games as a coach. That's so bad. It's so interesting how he can be such a good offensive coordinator, but such a bad coach. The question is, though, Brendan, is he a good, is offensive, he a good coordinator? offensive coordinator? Or did he just have Tom Brady for a long time? That's true. Chicken of the egg. Um, Las Vegas has way too much talent to be 0-3. Uh, Tennessee had no business winning this game. It was one of those, again, going into the third quarter. Las Vegas is up. I don't know. No, Tennessee. No, was I'm up. sorry. Hold Tennessee up for dear was up. Life, basically. Yeah, Tennessee was up, holding on, and then yeah, Las Vegas comes back, starts scoring points. You know, three points in the third, then they had nine points in the fourth. Derek Carr finishes with 300 yards, two tutties. It's just they they had an opportunity to win this game again. The same thing in the last two weeks happens again. Tennessee is not the team everyone expected to be. Tennessee is overrated, I think, going into this season. Derrick Henry is a shell of his former self. That's why you don't pay running backs. Turn back the clock today, yesterday, or whatever that game was. I mean, yes and no. He had 85 yards, average 4.3, but... Also had five catches for 58 yards. But he's not... Do you think he's still... I mean, I didn't watch this game all the way. I just watched a lot of the highlights. Do you think he's still, like, King Henry out there? Um, I think he could turn back the clock every once in a while. Uh, similar yeah, to like Brady. The Tom I don't Brady think, situation. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he can do it consistently down after down after down, but he can definitely summon it up when need be. Saves those ex- XP points for when he really needs exactly. Them. He, he's not holding the right trigger. The turbo button. He's but. letting it rock, and then you know when you need it, you know, give a little truck stick, yeah. and then throw it back on. Yeah, Tennessee, I think, is not. I mean, Jags are winning the AFC South. Everybody knows that. That is so. that is a fact. <laughs> I'm not. I'm being Las Vegas should serious. be 3-0, though. They've got too much talent on that team to be playing like this. I, going into the season, said there would be three AFC West teams in the playoffs, and now I look like an idiot. You do, by the way. One more round. There will only be one. It's Kansas City, the team you just seemingly hate. Uh, they have a black offensive coordinator. We know how you feel about black coaches. Oh, God. The Miami Dolphins. Jesus Christ. Mike McDaniel just wants to spread his wings and fly, Brandon. Stop trying to hold the man down. Yeah, wait. He's white. No. He's not? Are you just not picking up on this joke I've been doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike McDaniel is half To be black. honest with you, I when you started... Making the reference earlier, there was a part of me that was like, wait, is Flores still down in Miami? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did I miss something? Right. They fired a black coach and hired a black coach. There's no way he's part he's half black. He's half black. No, you're look out up, of your look mind. up the room. I'm looking it up look right up, now. When he got hired, it was like people just was like, you know, that his dad's actually black. Doesn't know his dad. His dad like boogied on his family. So then, oh my gosh, this is the whole Patrick Mahomes black. situation. No, Patrick Mahomes actually looks more black than Mike McDaniels. There's no way. Also, Patrick Mahomes' dad played in the MLB. This is like a weird Pete Davidson look. Yeah, he's 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 half black. He's racially ambiguous. <laughs> he could be. He he's the world's avatar. Whatever you need him to be, he will be. God, that's insane. 
But yeah, Michael Daniels. Black We're guy. Not, he's Went to not, Yale. You guys, you guys aren't counting him, are you? Are you counting oh. him? Oh. If he the three and oh, we have. Uh, I, I was gonna make that joke earlier. We have drafted him in the racial draft. <laughs> we have taken him in the racial draft. I'm gonna say he wears pick. Yeezys. He's young, cool, and hip, man. Come on, we we yeah, got. He talks him. about not showering for days at a time. I don't know how cool and. Hip Brandon, he you is. haven't showered for two days. I'm just gonna say that right yet. now. <laughs> just walked into that one. <laughs> Just walk right into that one. God, I can't. One more this is hilarious. I think I hit that already. Uh, the Eagles are really great, uh, offensively, defensively. I would like a little Best more. Team in the NFL. I would like a little more in the second half. Uh, we tend to put it on them people in the first half and kind of slow play it the rest of the way. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see a little more cutthroatness, a little more put the foot on the gas and just kind of put it out of reach. Um, Fletcher Cox still out there doing it, man. Hey, Brandon Graham's out there doing getting the strip sack on his former teammate. Uh, so Nick Sirianni has finally won me over. Um, really? He's finally won me over. It's taken a long time. I was not sold yeah. because... You were not even close to at the register. No, no. I was saying even after last year making the postseason, I was not sold for the simple fact that why did it take, what, seven weeks into the season for him to finally realize we should Probably not try to throw it every down. We could probably run the ball more because we run the ball effectively. Mind you, I still will never forgive him for the Dallas Cowboy game that we should have won where we only ran the ball like a total of five times in the entirety of the game. So I was like, I don't know if this if this guy needed the crowd to start yelling, hey, we should run the ball for him to realize we should run the ball. I don't know if he he's I don't know if I can sign off on him. He might have, I have an fallen into the right situation, but go ahead. I have an honest question. Um, Stumbled across the right answer. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I wanted to ask you about. So, <clears throat> in the world of analytics and everything, now it's very talked about that like running is a waste of a down now because obviously throwing you get. So my question is, from a purely football analysis standpoint, if these coaches come in and they go, you know what, I'm going to be new school, new age, I'm going to go with the analytics. And they're like, oh, we should throw it on every down. Like, you should never run. You should only run to set up play action, and that should be very rarely. But you have a team that's built to run with, like, Miles Sanders and that offensive line. The problem is the team was already built to run. How much do you think that's on the coach and the analytical department to be like, yeah, I understand, like, statistically throwing the ball is better, but we have a team that's better at running. So why don't we just run? You have to see good coaching, and this is why I think Doug Peterson is a good coach, is, you have to play to your personnel. You don't play yeah. to your system. Playing to your system is you're, you end up We're being Josh We're seeing Belichick Daniels. this year. Yeah. yeah. They don't have a system. That's the problem. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you end up throwing darts at a wall. The, the greatest thing about John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh drafted uh, Lamar Jackson. Shout out to Ozzie Newsom. They draft Lamar Jackson, even though they have Joe Flacco, a statuesque quarterback who's just going to stand there and throw the ball and get hit. But as soon as they make that pivot, they – Change the entire makeup of the team yeah, to resemble their quarterback. The whole offense, yeah. They don't just say, hey, we already were doing this, so we're going to continue to do this. No, we're going to now get 13 running backs so we can have that a uh, constant fresh body out there to eventually uh, fake yeah, a handoff to agree. potentially. Just- or we're going to get fast receivers on the outside that can catch and run. Like we're not it just gonna... took Nick so long to start running. Exactly. The ball That's why it, it took him too long to figure out like this is probably the better thing we're gonna do. At least in this interim period, as Jalen still learns to become a quarterback in the NFL, we need to use all of his tools 
to get us to the next step. The defense was already going to be there. Well, the defense yeah. needed cornerbacks because um, the front was already going to be there, but we needed cornerbacks and we needed the second level with the linebacker position and we fixed both of those. And now the offense, Jalen has taking that next step, obviously, apparently. Um, I was about to say, it was funny. Going into last Monday night game, uh, me and my buddies were chatting. They're Bucks fans and I was taking a shot at them. I was like, hey man, until Tom Brady throws for 250 and two touchdowns in a game, like, I'm not believing him this season. He's 45 years of age. Like, he said it at the press conference. And then they hit me back with, has Jalen never thrown for 250 and two touchdowns? And I was like, you know what? I I think actually if he did that, we're losing the game. So, actually, I hope he doesn't do that. Since then, the two first halves, he's thrown for 250 and accounted for three touchdowns. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and that's that's interesting too because they the Lions kind of put it on them at the uh, second half of that first yeah. game, and then the defense has shown up every other game since. I was about to say, I, th- I my um my what's the word I'm looking for? Reasoning? Not reasoning. My excuse for my what's the word I'm looking for, Brian? What are you trying to say? Like my excuse for that, my my reasoning for that, my understanding of that no dang it uh whatever my excuse for that is basically uh first game of the season uh and then we got up super early i think people just ended up sleepwalking that second half of the game and that's why the lions were able to put it on us um so yeah uh it's gonna kill me i don't know the dang word i want to use but uh yeah so that's it for this week's games recap uh we have brian uh, with his bets, he went two and one last week, so he's at he's three and six now, trying to climb Mount Five Hundred and beyond. Uh, you know, you can't win everything in week one, Brennan. It's a it's a it's yeah, a slow I, roll. It's a slow. I would have lost a little bit because I faded him this last week, but luckily Oof. I put enough put enough on the Colts and Jacks to come out a winner. Look at you, good job. All right, let's see if Brennan Brandon, let's see if Brian can steer us right this week. Thank you, Joe. Uh, yeah, a little better this week. A little better. Did a little recovering. Went two and one. Chiefs uh, on the road. Colts. You know, it's a tough one. But uh, feeling like uh, we turned the corner. So let's cut to it. Right to, to week three. Bills after suffering that loss, and they lost a lot of guys in the backfield. It's not looking good. I always love those games where one team is coming on a big win and one team is coming off a big loss because the line always changes. Buffalo minus three. I will take that all day. Minus three, Buffalo at Ravens. I mean, they're on their fourth string left tackle. Got to take the Bills in that one. Off to Detroit. And my favorite team to bet on, my beloved Seahawks. Yeah, fading them all year long. They are lousy. Detroit at home, that offense just clicks. They are a completely different team at home. They are going to put up 35, 42 points against the Seahawks. Lousy defense and pathetic offense. Take Detroit minus six. And my personal favorite of the week, uh, Brian Hoyer uh, against Aaron at Lambeau. Uh, nine and a half is where the line started. Right now it's at ten and a half. I take ten and a half. I take eleven and a half. I take twelve and a half. Just keep taking them. Uh, Green Bay's offense is going to have a very fun day on Sunday. So those are my picks: Buffalo minus three, Detroit minus six, Green Bay minus nine and a half. And it doesn't even matter when the line changes. The line's going to go all the way up. 
uh, take it anyways. So those are my three. I think this is the week we go three and oh, we're going to get back to 500. Uh, this is week four. This is when you can actually start making some money. All right, guys, back to you. All right, Brett, how do you feel about wait, this? Wait, wait, wait. Buffalo minus three, Lions minus six, Packers minus nine and a half. I agree, but I always agree with him. And then sometimes it doesn't work out. But he makes, I mean, he makes good points. He makes Buffalo's good points. Buffalo's going to rebound. I don't think Buffalo's rebounding. I think Buffalo rebounds. I think Buffalo takes two hard hits in the face. I think the, uh, I think the Ravens, I think Lamar, for all the injuries on their defense, the worst quarterback to see is Lamar Jackson. That's true. <laughs> because if he gets past that front four, who is hurt right now? They, Ed Oliver is not there, and somebody else is not there. I can't remember. But um, Von Miller's there, right? Uh, I think did Von play? I don't even know if Von, his There's name Von was out. never called. I feel like that's yeah, that's why. I, I um, remember. but yeah, I think if he gets into that second level with no Micah Hyde, if Poyer's not back there, like he may just run rough shot, and then if you get uh. Duvernay and Bateman loose back there. It could be could be a long day in Buffalo. We'll see. Hopefully uh, Brian pulls this one out. I'm hoping he gets back to three and over. Man, sometimes I don't listen to these until when I hit record, when I hit play. So I'm like, man, I wish he would have like consulted with me because <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely good. But the other two, um, I think the line. I, I like the Lions a lot. I like the yeah, Lions a lot. Me too. Uh, now I kind of want to go back and watch Hard Knocks because like, damn, yeah, I really I like the, the Lions thing. a lot. I didn't want to fall into the propaganda, but man, they they look like a good team. They look yeah. like, even though I mean, it, but the thing is, they look like the same team last year. They need to finish those some of those. Like, they have to, yeah, they have to put it all together at the end of the game. Yeah. Um. But alrighty then, on to the next one. All right, Brendan, we have a talking NBA. More serious tone here. Um, Robert Sarver. Uh, the report came out a couple weeks ago now, and uh, he uh, did a lot of bad things in his past. Not, not the greatest of persons. Um, misogyny. Yeah, normally billionaires racism, aren't. Uh, in the workplace, and he got banned for a year, barred for a year. And people were like, oh, all you're going to do is bar him for it. Brandon, what were your what were your thoughts after that initial suspension? I think it made sense what Adam Silver said. As much as people don't want to hear it, it, it made sense where he's like, I can't force him to sell the team. Um, but the the fact that LeBron, Chris Paul came out, if you don't think that was coordinated by the NBA, exactly. you're out of That's your mind. That's my thing. I was like, I feel like this was a coordinated hit. And I know you don't listen to Bill Simmons, but Bill Simmons talked about it. He had it on very good authority that – if Sarver didn't sell after those two guys, then Michael Jordan was going to come out and be like, sell the fucking team. Oh, so, whatever. yeah. So it's um, it's one of those things where it's politics. It's the face. I was going to say, I feel like people don't understand. Then, I mean, you yeah. know, politics is a slow game. But I feel like people don't understand. Like, it has to be slow. Like, the 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 what's the name one was a slam dunk. Donald Sterling was a slam dunk because you have so many factors into it. You had yeah, the factor videos that, of him actually saying you it. had the factor of the the audio recording. You had the factor of his wife, him and his wife who were still together at the time, was able to then uh, deem him like incapable. All the stories. Well, yeah. not even that. She was able to effectively take the team from under him because yeah because since he got suspended she became the next in command and she deemed him uh 
incapacitated unfit to lead yeah something like that so like he didn't have he wasn't all there so then she was able to sell the team from under him like so that's how that one worked that one was coordinated but the thing was that one was coordinated bang 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 whereas this one everybody rushed and said oh the the league isn't doing enough the league the league can only do so much like again when what's the name got banned it wasn't Hey, he's bad and he has to sell the team. It was like, no, he's suspended. That's the thing. Is like everyone thinks, oh, because <clears throat> because the team me, because, was sold, the NBA sold and it was the sold team. so quickly that the NBA made him sell it. Like I mean, it's like no, there was like, a no. lot of things that went into it. Yeah, like so. So when everybody's first inclination was, oh, they're not doing enough. Oh, they're not doing enough. And then like you immediately hear from LeBron and Chris Paul, who both their statements honestly had very little bite to them. Like they were, they were like they felt like pre-planned statements. Yeah, like they didn't say. I don't think they said like, "Oh, I don't know if either of them said he shouldn't be saying the n-word in their state." It was like, "Oh my gosh, we can't have that in our league. The workplace can't be can't function this way. This is just unacceptable." That was like both of their statements. Great yeah, that they came out, ready. but it was like. I, I didn't say the things that like needed to be said. <laughs> Those were locked and loaded from like six months ago. <laughs> so, yeah. So then Sarver, after a week of bad press, says, oh, the cancel culture has been so demeaning. No one can change, apparently. So I'm cha- I'm selling my team. And everybody's like, yeah, fucking good riddance, dog. Uh, I Later, would, dog. I would only hope, one, that... Uh, the teams can be sold separately because it's the Suns and the Mercury. I would hope that the teams could be sold separately, even though I know they're not going to be because they're more, uh, they're more, they're more of a property if sold together. If that yeah, well, taking on the Mercury word. is almost uh, like you know how much we love the WNBA here, but it is very. It seems like a feeble investment, so you have to attach it to the Suns. Yeah, but I was going to say, I feel like if they were to be sold separately, though, I feel like Chris Paul, like NBA players, I was about to say Chris Paul could buy or some collection of players could buy the Mercury, and that would be interesting. That makes Um, sense. Keep it in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, this is going to be good for the league. Sarver has long time been a notoriously keep owner. Um, Apparently decided to open his pocketbooks in recent years with uh, the Chris Paul deal, uh, Devin Booker's deal, and uh, Aiton's deal uh, of late. But um, yeah, no, this has been long known about him. The same way it was long known about uh, Donald Sterling. So it's chickens coming home to roost, honestly. Yes, sir. Uh, and speaking, speaking of, of some, chickens coming <laughs> home, Joe, chicken heads. Speaking to some uh, improprieties, uh, Ime Adoka has been suspended for one year and then is going to be assessed um, through the Boston Celtics. Uh, this is a team punishment. This is not a league punishment. There so. is so much more to this story. One, I don't think these two stories should be compared to each other because, again, one is a league punishment and one is a team punishment Um, because people are saying how they get the same amount of game, how how they both get one season. It's like, okay, well. Yeah, these are totally different. Ime Adoku had a Adoka Adoka came out with a, what was it, a consensual relationship Uh, with a fellow staffer? this This is 
the, but it's been very the Celtics have been very vague about it, and the fact that say, he got a whole year means there's a lot more to this story. So, so the reason I've like I was not going to touch this story last week because I was like, this is weird. Like it's so weird the way it came out. Like Woj just drops a tweet at like two a.m. and says, "Imadoka is in some trouble." Woj bomb like he like oh. he basically hashtagged Woj bomb on it. It was so odd. And then like the next day, Sham says it's a consensual relationship, and I'm like, "Well, this doesn't seem right." Well, people cheat all the time. Like coaches and players do that all the time. Like I'm not, not even get getting into the cheating for, aspect of it. No, but what I'm saying is you're not going to get suspended for having a consensual relationship. And then they're like, "Well, it was with a staffer." And then I was like, "Oh, okay." I would well. say, yeah, I would say some workplaces nowadays. Like Tony Kornheiser made a very good point. He said back in his day, it was kind of yeah, romanticized the workplace romance, but nowadays, like it's in bylaws that you can't have workplace romance. Yeah. Um. So that could have been the thing, but then like. As it starts snowballing, it's like, all of this don't seem above board because, and then my issue was, okay, if this was, if this is as bad as it was, one, why did you leak information to reporters? Because they weren't going to get the wind of that unless you leaked it to them. Um, And Woj, all his, all his, Woj is plugged into GMs and presidents of teams. He's not plugged in with players. All his information is favorable to play, uh, favorable to agents and favorable to GMs. So Woj reporting that first and trying to be first by reporting at 2 a.m. when nobody's fucking up to see it, I felt that was shady. And then my thing was like, so in that, and thus the way they put this story out, drip by drip, drip by drip, led to the internet interneting and speculation going awry and people just implicating people who didn't deserve to be implicated in this. But then it's like, if you would have just suspended him for conduct, I forgot who said it, but somebody said you could have just suspended him for conduct detrimental to the team and never had to explain that. And everybody could have been, uh, there could have been anonymity across the board, but because you release that, Hey, there was, improprieties and uh, consensual relations. But then at some point there's like something that was said that was inappropriate. And then maybe it wasn't consensual. And then it's like, so why are you suspending him and just not firing him? Are you actually going to bring him back in a year and have him work with the person who you're trying to protect? Like, what are you, are you trying to, are you, who are you protecting here? Like, and I've, 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 I mean, obviously totally different, not an NBA franchise, but like I've slept with people at the workplace and then sometimes they're, sometimes they're your boss. And then sometimes they'll tell you to do something, you know, a couple of weeks later and you're like, you know, I've thrown out very inappropriate things because I feel like I can, because now we're like in a ipso facto relationship and it's like, oh no, you, that, that person's still your boss. Like you still can't. Different place. Yeah. And so. When people were saying like they had a consensual relationship, but then maybe things got a little inappropriate, I was like, "Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I could see how that could happen." Oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> I, I've been there. I've seen this story. <laughs> but Start flirting around the water cooler, and then it's like, "Hey, we're not. This isn't a thing." And you're like, "Oh, my bad." Yeah, but um, who knows? Who knows what really happened? It, but that's my thing. No, none of us should know. They should have, this should have been handled with in house. It, it should have been handled with a swiftness 
and mindful that if any information of the sort gets out, it's going to lead to nothing but speculation. Because say, I forgot who said it. I want to credit them. But if they would have suspended, if they would have suspended or fired him saying he contract detrimental to the team, violated some team codes, blah, 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 blah. All that would have been left there was speculation. It would have taken us forever to get to maybe he had a relationship with somebody inside the inside the workplace. But we would have been like, oh, man, was he, like, boozing? Does he have an alcohol? Like, there would have been so much speculation, but no, no one would have been implicated. It just yes. would have been something he would have had to explain at the next job he tried to get. Yeah, I agree with you. This is this is a crazy story. All right. Moving on. That is way louder. Jeez. That was louder. I forgot because I have to turn the volume up for when I hit Brian Sounder or I'm in a world of hurt. Uh, man, that's ringing in my ear. Oh, college football. College football. Let's do this one quick. Quick, 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 quick. All right. Week four. Who's up? Who's down? Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's Who's out? Who's out? All right. Who's up? Who's down? Uh, Let's go with who's up. Minnesota put a hurt on Michigan State. They found themselves up. Florida State has found themselves now in the top 25. Uh, Kansas State, after beating Oklahoma, have found themselves in. The top 25. Uh, who's out? Florida. That makes me happy. Florida. Yeah. They are out of the ring. Texas. That makes me happy. Out of the ring. Miami. They out. Mario. You're on thin ice. <laughs> Offensive coordinator whose name I can't remember right now. You're on thin ice. Uh, Gaddis, something Gaddis. We, there is no excuse for the offense to look as bad when we allegedly have a first round projected quarterback. I, I, I was so, fear, I've not yelled, I pulled my hair out this weekend, Brennan. Uh, I've not, I've not been so infuriated by the lack of give a fuck. Like there was no sense of urgency from this team. This team this game started off with two back-to-back interceptions, the second going for a pick six. Uh Tyler Van Dyke looked inept out there. He looked like he hadn't uh seen a defense. It looked like he's just been passing to dummies all season long. Uh for some reason, he has no rapport with any receiver other than his uh, his roommate, who is currently out right now in Xavier Restrepo. Um, and Crystal Ball is playing. If you're going to play this pro-style system, you have to have. Now, the only reason I'm willing to give this a little more time, and when I say more time, next season, because it's on the next season at this point is they're playing a pro-style system. You know who else plays a pro-style system? Alabama and Georgia. You know the reason they can play an archaic system and still have as great as fucking... The athletes. Because they have the best players out there. So Crystal Ball had to scramble in the transfer portal portal after coming over. So this is going to be his first recruiting class coming in next season. So 
You got next year at this point. That's what losing to Middle Tennessee State does. It's not East Tennessee. It's not West Tennessee. It's not Tennessee. You lost to Middle Tennessee. They don't even know where they are. They're in the middle of the state. The fun belt, baby. Um, But yeah. We played them. We played them a lot. We beat them a lot too, but. Hey. That was years ago. Who knows? You got this year, Mario. All right. Uh, who's up? Who's down? Miami's out of the fucking thing. Uh, Oklahoma after losing to Kansas drops twelve spots. Kansas State. Kansas State. Sorry. Uh, how is Kansas not ranked? They're four and zero. Arkansas drops ten spots after losing to Texas A and M. Texas A and M is up six spots, up to seventeen. The top four, which seems to be a common occurrence, uh, which is why we don't need twelve teams playing in the playoffs. Wait, I've never seen it. Let me guess: Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. Ooh, so close! Uh, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson. Damn it! You got to have Michigan in there because you got to have that game against Michigan, Ohio State to determine who's going to be in the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, Brandon, you know how this go. And then Clemson can backdoor, even though they were up against it to Wake Forest this past weekend. So, come on. You All know right. how this rolls. All right, on to the quick hits. You'd be surprised how quick. A quick, Mayman hits. Quick hit. A quick, quick hit where we have nothing to say. Ah, two cold, dead minutes. The hockey season is upon us. Preseason took place for the first time yesterday. Uh, Florida Panthers beat the Predators and then lost to the Predators. Don't know why they're playing two games in one. It's ridiculous. Um, but I thought we should, you know, call, make a calling to the grave uh, and reach out to one of our favorite people. Uh, his team won the Stanley Cup last year. Cheated. <laughs> You're talking about cheating your Lightning fan? Um, <laughs> his team won the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. I don't know if he'll talk about that, but they did. Um, so our two cold, dead minutes from our dead producer, L. Greg, R.I.P. Welcome to L. Greg's Back from the Grave. Cheers from the Press Box National Hockey League Roundup. That seems a little long. I might have to workshop that title. Anyway, yes. here are a few of the big news items from the NHL offseason. P.K. Subban, Zdeno Chara, and Keith Yandel, all three retired. You will be missed. There was a lot of free agent movement. The Calgary Flames will look a lot different this coming season. Johnny Goudreau signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and Matthew Kachuk was traded to the Panthers for Jonathan Huberdeau and a couple Huberdeau. other dudes. Kachuk then signed a nice extension, so he's a happy boy. The Flames did sign former Avalanche Nazem Kadri. The Avalanche lost another big-name player when Darcy Kemper left to sign with the Washington Capitals. There were tons of other free agent signings, but I'm now distracted by the mention of my beloved Colorado Avalanche. Did you know they won the Stanley Cup this past summer? It was their first championship in over 20 years and third overall. How many cups have the Panthers won, Joe? Speaking of the Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, yeah, superstar Nathan McKinnon signed an eight-year contract extension worth $100.8 million last week. That should keep the Avalanche at the top of the hockey world for a while. The NHL's preseason games have just really gotten started, so we'll have more updates on those if there are any developments in the coming weeks. But the regular season gets started on October 7th when the Nashville Predators face the San Jose Sharks in Prague. The North American start of the season will be October 11th. Looking forward to that. This promises to be an exciting 2022-23 NHL season upcoming. Stay tuned for more news and notes on upcoming episodes of Cheers from the Press Box. 
This has been L. Greg with the Back from the Grave, Tears from the Press Box, National Hockey League Roundup. Yeah, that's too long. Did I mention that that Avalanche won the Stanley Cup? They did. You did. Um, yeah, two cold dead minutes is what we're going with. Uh, <laughs> all right, that was a lot in there. There was some shade thrown at me unnecessarily. I don't know why I had to take a shot there, Greg. Uh, um, yeah, we're going to win. It's still this early. Year. We're going to win. We got to. We're just now getting some of the free agent signings and stuff sorted out, but it's so early. Once the season starts, we'll really get into it. We got Kachuk. I think his name's Kachuk. I don't know. Uh, we're we're going to win it this year. We're going to win it this year. Don't worry. We'll see. Don't worry. Let's get to the walk. RIP to the Hoover dude. Jesus Christ, man. Got to go to Calgary. I'm sorry about that, buddy. Uh, loved you, uh, but you, you, you disappeared in the playoffs this last year, man. You just disappeared. Okay? So, yeah. Uh, I got some more sound here. Uh Albert Pujols hit his 700th home run, becoming the only the third person to accomplish this feat. Um, and uh, my buddy actually went to the game, Brennan. Did he? Yes. Co-worker of mine, Kendall Shell at Kendall Shell on Twitter. That's where I got the sound courtesy of. Uh, yeah, he's a big, he's from St. Louis, born and bred. Baseball was his first love. He ended up going to college, playing D1 basketball for the Minnesota Gophers. Um, and he was out in L.A., this past week Golden for some Gophers. work. Golden Gophers, sorry. Uh, he'll never hear this. Um, he was out in L.A. for some work stuff. Went to Arizona for some work stuff. And then I was talking to him on the phone. And he was like, yeah, I'm thinking of going back to L.A. I got a chance to go to, because his brother stays in L.A. He was like, I got a chance to go to the Dodger game versus to see my cards. Uh, maybe Albert could hit uh, a home run or two and then get to 700. Well, Brennan. Albert ended up hitting two home runs in that game to reach the 700 mark, uh, hitting 699 and then 700. And this is how it sounded. And that is in Dodger Stadium. Everybody was clapping there. Uh, Albert, who played in Dodger Stadium last year, uh, 700, uh, quite the feat. Quite, quite the feat. The feat. All right, something we haven't done in forever. All right, my walk-off this week is titled, Look Good. Brennan, shut up. Shut up. It's been a while since I've done this, folks. Uh, and this is more of a concept than a than an actual written piece. But I was watching, uh, not watching, I was on ESPN.com a few weeks ago, and Florida State had revealed these white helmets. They were going to play, they were going to wear these white helmets in order to go play Louisville. Who Louisville was wearing all black with black helmets. These are not the traditional helmets of these two schools. It's not the traditional uniform sets by these two schools. Uh, Florida State has iconic hel- helmets with their gold helmets, and Louisville has nice red, lush helmets. I am starting my biggest issue with college football at this point is the lack of tradition, the lack of the, the ability to just turn on the game identify the two teams you've seen forever in iconic sets you've seen forever. 
I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. People think I I was accused of just pointing fingers at all these other teams. I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. I hate when we wear our all black uniforms with the black helmets. It's the most ridiculous thing. There's nothing to me from my youth more iconic than the white helmet of the University of Miami. When the Florida Gators wear their white helmets, it's in, it's a travesty. Teams have hopped aboard this train of getting white helmets when they already have classic helmets. It makes no sense to me. Notre Dame has a white helmet set this year. Notre Dame has the most iconic helmet ever. Penn State's not running around here with blue and black helmets. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Stick to what works. I don't want to see teams in all black uniforms. That's not what you do. Miami, you have three color sets. Orange, white, green. Why do we need the Miami Knights? Yes, it's great promotion. It's a fun thing to do. It's great for recruits. Do it one time a year. Miami does it one time a year. That's good. Florida, they wear their white helmets one time a year. It's tradition. That's fine. I have no issue with it. Florida, you should not be introducing an all-black set next year. And then your coach is going to couch it as, oh, this is something we're doing for the veterans. This is something we're doing for the veterans. As I spoke to my brother who works for the VA, veterans don't like when teams do this in college football because there's no part of the, there's no part of the military that has all-black sets. Who are, you, who are you representing with this? No, you just want something cool to show to your recruits so they can wear black jerseys because dumb 18, 16, 17-year-old kids just like wearing all black. Hell yeah. They want to get all coated and spatted and wear all the strings and bands and everything, wear the tape on their shoes and whatnot. No, you're not doing this to honor anybody. You're doing this to sell jerseys and to get young, dumb, impressionable kids who need to be paid. But uh, Ohio State, as much as I hate, and you know, Brennan, 2002, never forget, I hate Ohio State, decided to rock out in same all-black uniforms this past week. And that was the thing that tipped me over the edge. Because though I hate Ohio State, there's nothing to me more iconic. Uh, by the way, have... Have pride stickers just gone away? There's nothing more iconic to me than the silver with white and red and black stripes and all those dumb oh, yeah, little like Buckeye stickers on the helmet. Wear your black set. Wear your all white set. Just keep the helmet. The helmet is the thing we notice. The helmet is the thing we remember. The helmet is the thing that makes it iconic. Can we stop with this nonsense, please? And you know who I blame for this? A team who has never won a damn thing, who has 400 combinations and can't get a four-star recruit to go there. All right, Phil Knight? Yeah, you got all the money in the world. Yeah, your team looks cool. You haven't won a damn thing. So why do people want to copy a team that has not won worth a damn? You have time-honored tradition, Ohio State. You have time-honored tradition, Notre Dame, Miami, Florida State, Florida. The only team I'll allow 
to wear a white helmet, even though it's not a part of their traditional set, is the LSU Tigers. When they put on those white helmets, they are pretty fucking amazing. Those shits look awesome. I've always loved those. But they do it once a year. Same way Florida does it once a year. But that is my that is my rant for today. All right. We did a long episode today. We're Was at it? a minute, uh, hour 20. Ooh, yeah, pretty long. All right, let's get out of here. Oh, sorry. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Sir, 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 sir. I had a lot of rants to go on. Long weekend for me. Uh, Brandon, where can we find you? At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com, one man show coming up in January. Also, check out my other podcast, Your Ex Drinking Buddy. I have guests on to talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, partying, and getting in trouble stories. At Great Last Brennan two T Comedy. Thank you so much. Joe. Might have been last you? three. Uh, when was Cam on? Was that the last? Was that part of this run? No. Oh, okay. He, he I got another I got another full full bore New Yorker on this week. Is this the person from Brooklyn? Because you yeah. said, because yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, the first yeah, guy yeah, was yeah. from. All right, all right. And then right, the guy right. was from, I was like, you're getting this wrong over and over. Um, all right. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dover. You can head over to my website, JoeDover.com. Don't forget to go to Anulo.co to check out all the other shows on the network. Last week, Who Does a Podcast reviewed Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, done by the Lonely Island. And don't forget Anulo, the show, the headliner. Uh, great, fun, fantastic field show every week, laughing our heads off, making dumb, stupid comments. Brendan got a shout out on there. Don't know if he listened. Obviously, he hasn't because he hasn't said anything to me. So. Uh, Brady, you should go check that out and see how you came up on the show very organically. Not it was excited. not contrived whatsoever. So don't believe that. Uh, yeah, check all that stuff out. Uh, Brennan, get me out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello, hello. Huge shout out, Miles Garrett. Man, get better soon, dude. Yeah, that was pretty wicked seeing that. That was weird. How do we wait for the music to finish?